Hello and welcome to Life on Point, a production of Connection Point Church here in Jackson, Missouri. You can watch us on YouTube or on the podcast provider of your choice. Do us a favor, like, follow, drop a comment down on this video, or if you're on your podcast, listen to the podcast when you get done. If you enjoy this content, please give us a nice little five-star review so we can keep doing more and more of this as we go along. My name is Darren. I'm one of the pastors here at Connection Point Church, and with me is... Chris Vault. Lead pastor here at Connection Point Church, and man, do we have a great topic for you today. Yeah, we're going to take it a different level today. It's going to be a, uh, a interesting subject. Basically, it's from an expression in the Bible uh, that we hear a lot, um, and it's, it's talked about more than you realize in the Bible. You, you hear the same. Yeah, but and it's a lot. And it's a lot. Right. And what I come to find out was that specifically John, in his gospel, he talks about he uses the word world 78 times mm-hmm. in his gospel. Wow. And the subject matter we're going to talk about today is how, how to live in this world but not be of this world. Right. And I know you've what got— What a challenge. Yep. So it is. It's where we're at. And it's not something, you know, it's not quite as—maybe it's not kind of as weird as some of the things we've talked about here in the last few weeks. But it is very practical for what we're doing today and for how we want to live our life. I know— you have a large block of scripture you're wanting to read for our reference, and you're going to be reading out of John 17, if I'm right. Yeah, John 17, this is the high priestly prayer of Jesus. Yep. Yeah, it's so powerful because here we literally read Jesus's prayer right before he is handed over in the garden, uh, and then later, a few hours later, going to be crucified, right? So we, we, we receive Jesus's prayer. In this prayer, he makes it very clear that he wasn't just praying for the disciples then. Yep. Jesus literally says, and I pray not just for these, but for all who will ever believe. So when I read this passage, we, we have to understand he's praying for us in this too. And this prayer is still alive and well in the Father's ears to this very day, right? So John 17, John records this. Verse 13, he says, now I'm coming to you, Jesus praying here, now I'm coming to you, and I speak these things in the world so that they may have my joy completed in them. I have given them your word. The world hated them because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. I am not praying that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. As you have sent me into the world, I also have sent them into the world. I sanctify myself for them so that they also may be sanctified by the truth. I pray not only for these, here we go, but also for those who believe in me through their word. May they all be one, as you, Father, are in me and I in you. May they be in us, so that the world may believe you sent me. Mm. John likes the word world. World. And, uh, and I think it's important that uh, people understand when we're talking about world here, yep. we're not talking about Jesus doesn't want us on the physical yep. earth. He's yep. talking about the system, yep. the culture, the ideologies of this world. Talking about the evil, mm. the the cursed philosophies of this world. There's, if you look at the church at at large, there seems to be uh, some various, um, I guess, 
ways that the, the church is told to function within the world. Yeah. You know, some it seems like some really believe that we are to be almost imperialistic or, mm. and for lack of a better word, political, right. and that the world is our enemy, right? right. And then there's another group that uh, really looks more, wants to be more, to be seen as more accepting and more conforming in order to like, to kind of fit into the prevailing, you know, culture. Right. And then there's this other side of things um, that is also, which I think unfortunately makes up a large portion of the church that is more apathetic. Uh, we're just kind of waiting on the Lord's return. Mm-hmm. And based off those scriptures, mm-hmm. that wasn't Jesus's plan at all. In fact, mm-hmm. If I had to say anything about it, it was like a uh, thing I wrote down was Jesus or Christians are to relate to the world as Jesus did yes. to be in it, but to be distinct from it, from it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you, you think about what Paul said uh, about Christians, first uh, Corinthians five, I believe mm-hmm. it is. He says that literally we are called to be ambassadors. Yep. Now, what is an ambassador? An ambassador is from another country, another land. Living on foreign soil, he is to represent on that foreign soil the kingdom that he came from, the country land that he represents, right? So when we become followers of Jesus, he says, our old is gone, our new has come, we're a new creation in Christ Jesus, now we're ambassadors for Christ. We're still here in this world, but just as you said, as Christians now, our goal is not to to try to take over the political system or to become so um, inclusive with the world that yep. there's no distinction That's there. Right. Uh, we're not to be so apathetic that we don't care what happens in the world either. I mean, we're not supposed to be living in a monastery, hiding ourselves from the big bad world, right? We are to live on this earth right now, representing Jesus, representing his values, his worldview, his system, and help influence. I think believers, we're called to be the ones who influence our culture, exactly. influence them in the ways of Jesus. And it's funny you mentioned First uh, Corinthians because as I wrote it down uh, because I think we he, Paul dealt with the very subject because a lot of people want to. Um, I hear it a lot where Jesus did indeed uh, separate himself. He didn't live in the world. Or he wasn't of this world, but he didn't isolate himself away from people. Right. And Paul wrote that to the Corinthians because they had it all messed up. Um, the Corinthian people were kind of boasting that they were so, so uh, that their that their tolerant spirit of accepting a man who was you know sleeping with his mother or his, or his, <laughs> I believe it was his mother and or his father's wife or his father's his, wife. father's wife yeah. and uh, and so he uh, and so he was he was they were almost proud of their of their tolerance. Right. right, And he said, and this is what he wrote to him in, in uh, Corinthians 5, 9 through 11. He said, I wrote to you in my letter not to associate with sexually immoral people. Not at all, meaning that sexually immoral people of this world or the greedy or swindlers or idolaters, since then you would have to go out of this world. Right. He's, but now I'm writing to you so for you not to associate with anyone who bears the name of brother, a.k.a. a Christian, right. a, a person of the of the church, right. if he is guilty of sexual morality or greed or is an idolater or a viler or drunkard or swindler, not to even eat with such one for what I have to do with judging outsiders. It is not those inside the church whom you are to judge. God judges those outside. Purge the evil person from among you. And uh, and so Jesus never asked us to isolate ourselves. No, no, not from the world. At all. And, and in this passage, what Paul's 
actually saying to do for Christians to do is hold each other accountable. Exactly. And it wasn't, and I've and I've seen Christians, right? <laughs> you know, with fallen brothers and sisters, actually, then just want nothing to do with them anymore. That's not what Paul's getting at either here. No. He's calling them to hold that person accountable. And then he writes the second letter of Corinthians to tell him, okay, the dude has repented, bring him bring back, him back into in. the fellowship, you know, and, and build him back up, <laughs> build exactly. him back up. 100%. Right. Uh, but accountability is within us not to let ourselves uh, become so worldly that we're no heavenly good. Right. Now, and, and the other aspect is we can become so heavenly minded that we're no earthly good. And God's saying we're to represent him on the earth, not to be like the world, but we're still in it. Exactly. We're to influence it with the gospel. And I think the reason, one of the reasons Jesus was is capable to do that and what he taught, and he, in fact, he says that, he says, as you sent me into the world, I've also, as you just read in John 17, as you sent me into the world, mm -hmm. as, you, as, you, as the Father has sent Jesus into the world, mm -hmm. I also have sent them, so his, his followers, Christians, them into the world. Because Jesus went into the world with a, with a clear divine mission. Yes, he did. And so he went in with a purpose. It wasn't just so whenever he would go into a, a, an area, he his, his whole purpose was he was going to talk about the truth and, uh, and the truth of God and the, and the, and the grace of God. Um, and so I think if we would go into the world with that mindset, if we would approach things with that mindset with a, with a, with a, uh, as if we were on a mission from the Father, mm -hmm. uh, the way Jesus did, I think that would completely, as you were saying earlier, uh, so we can have an impact on the earth. So we can, uh, so some of us can rub off mm -hmm. on the people that we come into contact with. Yeah, absolutely. And, and in his prayer, that's one of the things I love. In yeah. this prayer, if we would just study it for what Jesus is saying there in the prayer, we would understand how to be in the world, but not let the world get into us. Right. And one of those pieces right there, as you just alluded to, is in verse 16, he says that, um, they are not of the world, just as I'm not of the world, right? Uh, go back, and he says, and I'm sending them, verse 18, and as you sent me into the world, I am sending them into the world. And then down in verse 21, mm -hmm. Jesus says this, may they be, may they all be one as you, Father, and me, and I and you. Of course, mm -hmm. that's, that should be all our go, right, to be one with the Father. And then he says it for this purpose, may they also be in us so that the world may believe you sent me. Oh, yes, exactly That's right. so huge. There's the mission, right? That's right. It says, as you sent me into the world, I'm sending them. And what is our goal as Christians? We are to give witness to the reality of Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah. People in this world's systems should see the distinct differences in us who follow Christ, and it actually give credence to the reality of Jesus Christ. This kind of refers back to uh, um, some other parts of the gospel where, and we've—I know you've taught about this before—about uh, the the whole idea of being a city on a hill, mm -hmm. um, where it's 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 distinct, right? Mm -hmm. You see it, it's it, but it's but it's still tangibly here, right? Right, but it's but it's clearly different, or something about yes. it. It stands out. Why does it stand out? What is different about that city, or what is different about? This you as a Christian, or me and you as a Christian, when we're in the world, we should be that that city on a hill. Whenever right. we're when and, and so approachable, it's not mm -hmm. a fortress on a hill. Right. It's not. There's not, not a big hidden. Not hidden. It's not a remote. It's not a moat and alligators in it trying to keep everybody out of it. It is not that at all. It's very approachable, right? But it's still distinct and set apart. Yes. And uh, so, and it what it does, it attracts, and it it you should as your life should attract, mm -hmm. and you should and and it 
And hopefully people will come to you. And once they come to you and are attracted to you, based off what you were saying earlier, the way by living on mission and being harmonious with, with your brothers mm-hmm. in Christ. And, uh, and, and therefore you're a model. And, and G, that's Jesus's whole mission was he was this model. And we've talked about this in a few other podcasts. Uh, a lot of the scriptures that we're reading when it talks about our character, it's literally a model of Christ. Mm-hmm. It is who he is. And, and so as that city on a hill, as that approachable model of Jesus, uh, that is our hope that uh, well, people will be able to come to you as you're in this world, you begin to uh, impact it with, we caught, we, I think, I don't know if you're going to talk about it. We talked about it once before when we talked about this uh, subject of in the world, but not of it. It's light, but also salt. Yeah. And, uh, and so, so it has a, a it, it, it has a function in the church and it ha- is active in the mm-hmm. church mm-hmm. or in well, the world. Well, well, you think about the three metaphors yep. that you just mentioned that yep. Jesus gave us, right? City, it's got to be visible, got to be approachable. And it's community. Light, yep. light shines in the darkness. It so it's to be drawing people out of the world systems, out of sin, out of the, out of the world, bring them to, right? right? Salt and light. What does salt do? Salt Preserves. adds flavor. Salt heals. They used it as a healing agent. Uh, they used it for preservatives. It preserves, yep. right? Um, so what are we to do as Christians? The way we live our lives, representing Christ on the earth, we're to be approachable. We're to show people the light of God's love, the light of God's ways, bring them to Christ. We're to add flavor into this world. We're to add some joy, some peace, You know, the fruit of the mm-hmm. spirits that we just yep. talked about recently. We're to bear that fruit. Uh, we're to be approachable. We're to preserve truth. We're to stand for truth, preserve truth. Uh, and we are to bring healing. Oh, amen. Yep. Healing to the wounds that are here in this world. Jesus even said his first sermon, Luke chapter 4 tells us, his first sermon in a synagogue, he actually reads, right, from the book of Isaiah, and he says, what his mission was here to do. He was to heal the brokenhearted, to open the eyes of the blind, to set the captives free. And that's part of our mission as Christians in this world. Not of it, but making an impact in it. And nowhere in, in there do I hear him say, you know, pointing fingers and telling how evil and vile and what a <laughs> decrepit creature you are. Right. also don't hear him saying, it's okay to be the way you are. Yeah. I don't hear none of those things. No. I hear, There's I hear, a standard. I hear it's a, there is a standard. But it's done out of love. 100%. And Paul, you know, Paul goes on and on. Paul's like, you could tell he would get frustrated with some churches because this, it seems like as much as anything else, the churches that Paul was in communication with, this was the message they would confuse the most. Mm-hmm. Um, and probably the same is true today with us. Sure it is. Because uh, I think as we, as we opened up, I was talking about, it seems like most churches now, uh, want to fall into that imperialistic mode. Um, the world is our, you know, this this evil thing uh, that we should conquest and mm-hmm. force it to believe as we do. And if they don't like what we have to say, too bad. We're going to hammer it some more. Mm-hmm. Um, that's 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 the loud one. That's the loud one on social media. Just <laughs> so y'all know, because I do online. And then there's that total passive, um, 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 more accepting. And then no standards, no, no standards whatsoever. And, and and then their goal is to be loving. You yeah. know, they use the grace of God as that, as that, uh, as that their religious side, a spirit sounds spiritual, but there is literally, like you said, literally no standard. No truth. And then there's what I call the, 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 the more the older school approach, which is, Hey, 
Lord's coming. Let's just wait Let's on. Just, Let's just, just wait just it out. Wait it out. We're waiting right. it out. We may do. We Jesus, may, hurry up and get here. We may have a right. fish fry because we got a budget we got to cover, <laughs> and that's our outreach this year. Yeah. No offense to fish fries, but because I like them. <laughs> but but if that's your if that's your most outwardly thing you do in in your church ever is a fish fry a couple Friday nights a year to raise some money in order to yeah. miss the mission. You miss the mission. Miss the mission. Hundred percent. Um, you, know, you go back to this in that prayer, Jesus is telling us that we are to be on mission. So if we're going to be on mission, though, let's talk about this for a minute. If we're going to be on mission, how then can we be in the world and not let the world get into us? It's a really good question. I think there's a lot of people struggle with that. And I think that's why those uh, those styles come into play because you get defensive. Mm-hmm. So it's like, hey, we can't keep this from happening. Let's go on to be the aggressor. Right. And then there's the other side. Well, let's just be like them. And if yeah. they if we're like them, then they'll accept us. And right. then there's the other side that's just you know we're hiding. Right. But that's neither one of those are true. Right. I, I read um, a good analogy by speaker and author Kathy Howard. Um, she she illustrated the world or the world systems like the ocean. And we who are followers of Jesus in the ark of safety, so in, in a boat. Mm, yep. And and she makes this comment: boats are made for the water. Yep. Right. Boats are to be in the water, but the water is not to be in the boat. Mm, that's exactly right. I mean, if the water gets inside the boat, now we've got an issue, we right? Issues. And a boat does you no good unless you put it in the water. That's right. Because that's what it's made for. And you think about we as Christians when Jesus saves us. Why does he leave us here? I mean, think about it. God is loving. God is true. There is more reason for us to be here after we receive Christ and are saved than simply to wait out our years, battle through sickness and troubles and trials and suffering. I mean, if that's all it was, I believe God would rapture us straight to heaven the moment we get saved, right? It would be nice. The reason we're still here is John 17. The reason we're still here is to be that city on a hill, that light, that salt, to go into the world and represent Jesus. So to do that, Jesus in this prayer tells us how to protect ourselves. And so there's several pieces here. Um, I love verse 17 through 19. Mm, Yep. Jesus says, sanctify them through your truth. Your word is truth. As you've sent me in the world, I've sent them. So he's given us a mission, and he's given us truth. In fact, in verse 14, here's what Jesus says. Father, I have given them your word. Mm, yep. One of, one of the keys to us being in the world, not of the world, is we have to become more disciplined to being men and women, students of yes. the word of God. That's what right? keeps water out. That, that's what repels the water exactly. of the world's culture, yeah. the world's ideologies. If we're weak in the word, then we've got leaks. To be strengthened, we have to be protected by the word of God. And that's one of the things Jesus says here. Another thing Jesus says is he actually prays for the Father to protect us from the evil one. Mm, yep. So think about that for a moment. We're on a mission to represent Christ in the world. We can't hide we can't compromise, and we're not going to conquer it. That's right. Let's just be real. In the world, we've got an influence for Christ, so we're going to have to be in the Word, protected by the Father, and living on mission. Wow. Well, that's... 
Yeah, you know, the allegory of the boat though. That's that was that's really good. Um, I like it because the boat is. Yeah, I wish I came up with it. By which, it wasn't it wasn't his. So we had to had to give credit where credit. I was gave good. credit. <laughs> that's really good. But you know, and that's why I think a lot of people struggle with changes of church. You know, churches change over the centuries, mm. and it is. I think it happens a lot of times in order to help us communicate the message. Because mm. I think, and as we start winding down, that's one of the things. That, that can't change, the compromise, can never compromise. Yes, the Word of God is what helps mm-hmm. keep the water from the boat, mm-hmm. but also it's that message. The reason we change uh, uh, culturally is as, as culture changes is not to be accepted. Mm-hmm. It's in order for them for us to be able to communicate that, that message. We had to be able to influence it. Yeah, and we're changing the method, not the message. Exactly. And, and far too many churches change the message to be accepted by the, yep. the culture, right? That's totally wrong. It's not what Jesus is teaching here. Methods? Well, let's just They're talk about that for a moment. When Jesus was preaching to farmers with the <laughs> sower and the seed, what did he have in his hand? He had seed. He had seed. When he was preaching uh, out, standing in the disciples' boat, <laughs> what alleg- uh, allegories? What yeah. Allegories did he use? Fishing. Exactly. Right? That's method. Paul did it when he talked to the about the statues, their gods, their unknown gods. Oh, yeah, in he, Athens. He, exactly. Sure. He spoke to them on their level. He actually quoted one of their Stoic philosophers. He quoted a pagan poet a few he did. times. Exactly. Um, but the message was true. Exactly. The message didn't change, just the method. We can change the methods to be impactful to our community, to have influence, but not change the message. Yeah, yeah you can have the greatest message on earth, but nobody hears it. It's, it's fruitless, right? Right. It's exactly right. Well, we hope today has been impactful for you. We, we we're thankful that you were with us. And our prayer is that you always live in some way or another, you live life fulfilled and that you live life on point. We'll see you next time.